Eat your meats. Cheers to my... Cheers. Getting older husband. I think it's 104 or 5. Um, not, not this episode's... You're 100 and you're 104 years old. We're sitting in our brand new pod studio. Yeah, if you could only see it. We're in our basement. I finally got professional. No, I just um, I cleared out some room in our basement. We just needed a standard spot to do this. So I'm excited about this this well, space. The, the best part is uh, I think a quick video of you is <laughs> who's behind you. Tom Jones. I'll put that on. Yeah. Um, anyways. Um, yeah, we went it's to the... It's a hot spot right down here. It is a nice little basement spot. I'm loving it. Um, we I love a good clean out. I put everything in the crawl space. There's nothing more I like. Yeah, we're back like in our basement. Clean. This is where we used to podcast. In That's a, true. A basement. Back when we like were popular. Sorry, let me pour myself some bourbon here so it's um it's a wednesday and we usually turn up on a wednesday we call it turn up wednesday but lent starts next wednesday with ash wednesday a week from today yeah i'll and put uh, this out tonight then so okay so sense. tuesday's fat tuesday we're catholic and um so we were going to take lent seriously well we take lent seriously but um this year we're giving up alcohol except for one <laughs> one day a week which I'm not trying to get like absolutely blasted that one day a week, but but I'm gonna take it seriously. So I'm I'm going out with a vengeance. Yeah, uh, yeah, I think it's a good idea. I mean, one day a week's kind of well, you're no, allowed I mean, Sundays. Some Lent people, yeah, do Sundays or a cheat day. But my religion, you're allowed a cheat day. Yeah, it's just you know, there's March Madness, there's my birthday, there's things well, that happen. Those, but if we just yeah plan for one for. one day of yeah. celebration, I'm excited. Uh, so, yeah. needless to say, we're going out with a with a you know a bang. I've been yeah, drinking. We'll be cheers and a. I went out last night. We went out and got some Chinese food for Valentine's Day. For it was Valentine's Day slash my dad's birthday, which always makes for a very romantic. Valentine's Day. Yeah, I love it. Hanging out with my dad. Was on uh, Valentine's Day. Yeah. But Chinese food, very easy to eat vegan, obviously. Hunan lion. Thought about it today. I think it's my favorite food. Chinese food? Yeah. It's, it's, yeah. I think it beats Mexican even. Uh, It definitely beats Mexican in my book. I love it all. And I love just Asian, you know? Like Japanese, like sushi. I couldn't, you couldn't put like sriracha mayo on a shoe and I would eat it. And like those little crunchy things they put on top. Oh, yeah. I could eat it all day. Well, they're a healthier culture, so it's a good one to emulate. I guess so. I overeat every time I eat sushi or any kind of Asian food-ish. And Thai, peanut sauce, curry, Thai. Oh, the list is endless. And it's (laughs) so vegan-friendly. That's what I love about it, is that you could go to any Asian restaurant and you know there's an option for you. Even my... Five-year-old loves Asian food. He ate a vegetable roll. He ate a vegetable lo mein. He had the sesame uh, noodles. Yeah, and if you... And he's so picky. If you don't frequent the vegan Chinese, um, one thing I've learned is that every single Chinese restaurant, if you call them and say, I want General Tso's tofu, no one's ever said no. But I've also maybe 10% of the time actually seen it on a menu. Oh, really? 
It's not on anyone's menu. I just I just call. So you just call and look at their chicken list. When's the last time and you just wait. say tofu? Hold on. When's the last time you like went to a restaurant with me and ordered food? I can't never. even remember. Maybe never. Yeah. I always before I was vegan. Like I do all ago. the ordering for the whole family, including my husband. I appreciate that. I don't know if that's like a power move or that's like, it's either like, oh, she's so controlling or he's so clueless that this is my job. That's it. Yeah. I mean, I, I know <laughs> you're going to do a better job than me. It's like, no, no, no. He doesn't even know what he likes if to I eat. I order my own thing and then you order your own thing and then I just stare at your thing and I'm like, wow, that's a better thing. Yeah. So I just, and we always share every Every restaurant we've ever been to, we've never gotten, like, I get a dish and you get a dish. That would be so weird <laughs> if we didn't share it. Yeah, even if it's a burger or fries. Everything's yeah. shared. Well, a plus we're to being gross. vegan. There's not much to pick from. And yeah. We're not pigs. You I know? guess that's true. Um, all right, so. What, uh, what's up? So we did a podcast. I know it's Wednesday. We were trying to drop one every weekend. We did one Saturday yep. or Friday night. I did it. I hosted it. It was awesome. Yeah, if you want to hear it, it's just Lisa talking. It's um, probably good enough content. So there's an on-off button on her microphones. Yeah. Mine was off the entire show that we just found out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so so that's, that's fun. Yeah, it was a good one. We'll do it again, but yeah. something else. We can redo it. So it was a... Uh, a countdown list, which who doesn't love a countdown list? And it was a countdown list based on the 10 most dangerous animal attacks. Yeah. Maybe we'll do it again, like in two days. And let know? me tell we'll you guys. This week. Let me tell you guys. Gruesome. <laughs> Gruesome. It felt well, like I was on a like a, a murder podcast. Well, don't ruin that one. But what was the food you talked about at the oh, beginning I of that there was something good i just had a whole big spiel about pretzels so oh um, yeah so we'll do this real quick but i uh we entertain a lot hold on is the what is the furnace too loud oh it might be okay yeah so, so the furnace was on hopefully that wasn't too loud you'll edit all that out right yeah, totally. You will. Are you starting? Are we starting over? No, but okay. you'll you'll edit out because you messed up that one podcast and you feel real bad. Yeah, yeah. Go ahead. So we entertain a lot. Uh, I feel like we have people over every week, um, maybe twice a week or so. So people come over and we're drinking usually, but you still need to have some sort of substance out because you can't just be drinking and not eating. But the problem when you're vegan is that. I can't, I have to find dishes that are like inherently vegan because if I put out something that's like, you know, I don't know, like a sour cream based dip or something, a ranch dip, my jackass of friends are like, what's that? You know, <laughs> like weird. you got to like walk people into it. So I'd like to put out stuff that's vegan just because, because, it's, because vegan. it's vegan, like it's not going to be delicious yeah. regardless. So hummus is the go to for anybody. Anytime we go to someone's house, hummus is like the staple. And don't get me wrong. I love a good hummus. I just made a red pepper, roasted red pepper hummus. And that was super good in a bowl. We've been eating so many bowls lately. I like hummus. Um, But it gets overplayed. But these pretzels. They're they're a weekend treat because they're just a bunch of bread. 
but they're so good, like right out of the oven. And my kids like them and other kids like them. And you can make them a couple different ways and you can make crazy dipping sauces. And how do you make them? Um, okay. It's a yeast. <laughs> it's just a yeasted dough. So, and it's a sweet dough. Usually there's brown sugar in do the dough. Do you make the dough or do you buy like the little thing that pops? Nope. No, I, I made the dough from <laughs> okay. all like homemade. Um, it, the Sally's Baking Addiction is the recipe that I think I've been following. But the key is the baking soda um, bath that you dip them in for 30 seconds before you put them in the oven. But I'm just saying, if you're a vegan and you're looking for something to serve people when they come over and you don't want to, not scare them, but you you just want to, you know, be accommodating I would say these pretzels are the way to go. You can make pretzel bites. You can make the big pretzels, small pretzels, little, I mean, all over the board. I make half and half. I make half just with um, salt and then half with cinnamon sugar. And my kids fudging love the cinnamon sugar ones. I do. Yeah, I like the salt ones myself. The cinnamon sugar ones. And then you know what I did after I got drunk when we had them? (laughs) As I took like frosting like canned or jar you know whatever container frosting that I got from the grocery store and you melt that and then you dip the cinnamon sugar pretzels in the melted frosting wow just living your best life I guess it I mean it really was it really was just delicious if you're wondering sounds great yeah well that's it that's it Mm -hmm. so on to the show yeah, I'm very, um, I'm nervous. I'm going to, this is going to be a tough one. Well, it's breaking news. I mean, people, so we were in State College, Pennsylvania on Sunday, driving back to Columbus, Ohio. Yeah. And we didn't realize at the time that we drove right past um, East Palestine. Palestine. Palestine, not Palestine. Palestine. East Palestine, which is a town in Ohio that, is making some news two hours away from us um yeah pretty big news so february 3rd so we're already on what 12 days now today's february 15th Mm -hmm. um there was quite a spill a train derailed and uh i didn't i don't think we heard about this till maybe three days ago no it was like a blip on the radar i mean it came up but it definitely i think i saw that there was a train derailment it didn't give the no one I did definitely didn't take the gravity of the situation as seriously as I should have, I guess. Well, I guess we'll start with that and we'll end with it. We don't know what the gravity of the situation is. Seems um, like it's real grave. According to people there, mm-hmm. it's real grave. According to. Well, let's go through what happened. OK, so a train. Um, sorry. Um, a train's heading from Illinois to um, somewhere in Pennsylvania and derails. This is like just north of Youngstown. It's um, like right on the corner of Ohio and Pennsylvania. Yeah, correct? It's, it's 50 miles from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Um, yeah, it's like the northeast corner of Ohio, right on the border. So they keep talking about Ohio, 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 but this is just as close to Pennsylvania. Yeah. It's, well, those big political borders, those. Those stop things, you know? Yeah, right. Like, if something happens in Ohio, it only stays in Ohio. That's what they're they're saying. No, Pennsylvania's getting involved now, too. Um, their esteemed new 
uh, Senator has yeah. had some things had to say. Had some words. Um, <laughs> well, okay. Yeah. No, go through like the, the time Just of Just the events. basics of what happened. Yes. Yeah. And I don't, honestly, I don't really know the details. You know, we put this together really quickly, but um, why are you shaking your head? Because don't say that. <laughs> well, it's awful. This is like breaking news. We're trying to understand it as we go, you know? Um, but yes, you will get the best information from us, I'm sure. Uh, so, um, 50 miles um, from Pittsburgh, about northwest of it, um, this town of East Palestine, Palestine, Palestine. has about only 5,000 people in it, but it's south of Youngstown, which is a big town. Mm-hmm. Um, so, train derails, huge, you know, crash, you know, How many train trains? cars falling everywhere. I think it was like 15 cars, maybe. Um, I don't know exactly how many. I think it was 15. I think it was more than that because I heard that there was actually 20 cars that Carried had chemicals? chemicals. Oh, I thought it was like four cars. No, it's way more mm. worse than that. But you can look that up. Um, but as this um, derails, some of the cars are carrying toxic materials. Um, so um, they started to explode. They started to evacuate. People started to run out of their houses um, they, and then they were urged to evacuate if they hadn't already. Um, but some of the train cars were carrying vinyl chloride. 50 cars derailed. 50 cars? 50 cars oh, derailed. That was 15. My bad. Out of the 141 cars on the train, 20 were carrying hazardous materials, with 14 of them carrying vinyl chloride. And that's the one that I think is everyone's upset Good about. God. I was wrong. Yeah. That's even worse. The other 14 were carrying... Or, I'm sorry, the other six, butyl acrylate, execethyl acrylate, ethylene glycol, monobutyl, ether, ether, and isobutylene, but um, combustible liquids and benzene residue. So, Good God. So, and then um, when they crashed... I didn't even do like my research on this, but I know that when they crashed, they were being transported in their liquid form. Yes. So they these stay cool. These chemicals were liquid, and that, like, when that tr- crash happened, the liquid reaction with oxygen. So, like, actually, no, this is good because this is this is basic stuff to like vegans and free radicals like we i think we've heard about free radicals a lot so the chemical makeup of all these chemicals that were in this derailment are all well i would i think all of them are unstable elements so Mm. when they're let out into our atmosphere into oxygen you know everything else that's in our atmosphere they these these chemicals are frantically trying to latch on to another chemical to stabilize their their element you know okay so that's why these like if it's in the air or it's in the water i'm not necessarily i know we're jumping the gun we need to get through the details of the scratch no, but, I mean, we already kind of did but the um i'm concerned with water yes but i'm really concerned with air because i can take the necessary steps to filter my water and filter and filter and filter and filter and don't get me wrong I just we have like a water water filtration system that was sitting in our basement and I pulled it out and I was like you're fucking putting this in <laughs> right away but the <coughs> the air quality is super concerning to me 
Well, the water thing. All right. So a bunch of chemicals spill. They can't really clean them up. So they ignite them. Yes. Which like, I think is actually even worse. I mean, I don't know. But so some of it was like you said, it came out of liquid form mm -hmm. and it like immediately was like boiling hot gases because mm -hmm. they were in climate controlled trains. Yeah. And once they get exposed to the air and everything, then it's a free. It's um, just like a free radical. But apparently it busts out and it's looking to latch on and it latches to water molecules. Oh, OK. Apparently. I didn't know that. Um, the uh, vinyl chloride. Well, there's water in the air. Yeah. Exactly. So what hasn't really happened yet in a too much is rain. Mm -hmm. There hasn't been much rain the past week. There's supposed well, to it's be fudging springtime. Yeah. That's so if this is attaching to water molecules and being pulled up into the atmosphere and as it rains. So. I haven't seen a, a legitimate news source that's showing this, but Twitter people all over like Northeast Ohio, even across, I saw like Toledo, Cleveland, um, places where it has rained. Mm -hmm. People are showing pictures of their cars saying like, this does not look like what my car looks like when what it typically is it? rains. Um, like taking off the paint. It's or? just like acid. Like I think I have a picture and maybe not. Um, it's just leaving like a film all over the car, like almost like when you drive in the snow for a while and the shitty slush and your yeah. car's all gray. Yes. Like it's leaving that after a rain. Like, and that's as far it as just Toledo. Like that. Yeah, it's one of the I mean, these are just people tweeting on Twitter, so it's not like Wait, we'll take it with a grain of salt. Well, the that's real also, news uses Twitter as a source now. So that's <laughs> I guess also I can. not to be like discredit. I mean, I don't I, I don't know. Twitter's well, a, I don't know. That's well, that's weird, the moral but. of this. I guess for me trying to understand this, um, what this is a good example of how difficult it is to get real information these days, mm -hmm. um, because you get on Twitter, you get on social media and people are out of their minds in this area Upset. and you get, and then you turn on the TV and the, the governor's saying, no, everything's fine. Everything's fine. Well, that's where my, I qualm number 17 is that when the governor, um, gets on, and the EPA backs him up and says, we're all good. And I listened to a bit of his press conference that he had yesterday. Said, we're all good. As of right now, the EPA says that the water quality is fine. The air quality is fine. That's basically the, was the takeaway from the press conference yesterday. That was like, we're going to keep checking. But as of now, your water quality is fine. And your air quality is in fine. In East Palestine, too. Not just There's like... There's no way. First Around of all, there. But they're saying like if you live right there, yeah. you can drink the water. There's no way. That's true. But also, I'm saying that his, his synopsis of the story was so... Like, it's fine. Everything's fine. Where you can drink the water. Like, he gave no real indication... He gave nothing. If he would have came on and he would have said, listen, we're on a, a water watch. Yeah, know, like, like it's you, testing fine, but let's do some bottled water for a couple weeks. Or, or not. We'll yeah. send you some. He, But like his his response was just so um, it was two butterflies and rainbows. It didn't make sense. You yeah, know? yeah, yeah. I didn't see any of his speech, but I saw today like a headline that was like, even in East Palestine, you can drink the water. You got to be kidding me if you think i'm gonna drink the water in east palestine i don't want to drink my water we're nowhere near. i mean so the ohio river you know flows throughout ohio and borders us from um kentucky and west virginia um but a lot of these cities including cincinnati get 
their water supplies from the Ohio River. Right. We don't. Where the um, Scioto? Yeah, or but Griggs. I mean, it's all kind of related. Uh, I mean, all water Columbus touches is, other water. Yeah, we have two man-made dams that feed um, Columbus that we get our water from. But yeah, that's coming from somewhere else, and that's coming from somewhere else, and it rains into those things. Um, right, it rains into everywhere. But our local water treatment plant said that, one, there's no contamination, but two, if there was... They have everything already in place to remove any contaminants, specifically the ones that okay. people are concerned with. Okay, but how does our water in Columbus, Ohio, not have any contaminants? But I read an article that said that the Cincinnati water source had contaminants. They had low levels, but they still had contaminants. Well, they're on the Ohio River, and the Ohio River flows all the way up to where this happened, pretty much. I just... And I don't believe anything. I don't believe well, anything. And I think this is all going to be like an Aaron Brockovich situation. In 20 years, everyone is going to have cancer. And, you know, they're going to be like, you didn't know. And it's like, well, what am I supposed to do? I'm sure well, we'll get to it. What like, am I supposed to do? I live here. I live within the radius of this affected area. And I'm just what, you know, apparently nothing. But. Just believe my government officials. Yeah, and obviously in the last, I don't know, a couple decades. I mean, even after 9-11, they told people in New York City, like, okay, we got this cleaned up, you're good. And today, people are still dying in high rates from cancer, from breathing in um, all the dust right. and fumes from that. Um, and that's one example, but obviously they got a lot wrong with COVID. Um, Do you know how like pissed that. I would be if, I mean, I spend my life trying to be healthy <laughs> to only have some sort of environmental, you know, impact. Yeah. So think about that. I mean, aside from your health, um, so we just talked about how the governor is saying everything's all right. Apparently the white house reached out to our governor. We live in Ohio. I don't know if we brought that up. Um, Mike DeWine and said, you know, I'm ready for a phone call, ready for whatever. And DeWine was like, uh yeah, we'll call, I'll call you if I need you. We're Wasn't. we're fine. Um, so that well, what's Dewine's probably like? Okay, Biden, what are you gonna do? Like, thank you. Yeah. Well, so Dewine and Biden aren't necessarily like BFF. Our uh, congressmen um, have somewhat come together on this and like wrote a letter. Um, our two senators, Sherrod Brown and uh, our new senator J.D. Vance, who's from the uh, Appalachia, the, the author of what was that book? Hillbilly. Elegy. Hillbilly elegy. I think it's yeah. ap actually Appalachia. Not wait, what did I say? Appalachia or Apple wait. A Appalachian. 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 No, there's like a different way to say it. I don't Appalachian. Know. I think that's it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so he was on uh well anyways, like on a nice sign of I don't know, nonpartisanship. Um, there's been a, a couple letters written by some of the senators of Ohio and Pennsylvania. Um, to the White House saying, we just have concerns. We want some answers. We want some tests done, blah, blah, blah. Um, so anyways, the narrative from the press and the media is everything's okay. Now you look at what's going on in this town can and I you get you, the complete opposite. Can I give you a, a little quid pit, quid, quid, I don't know, words yes. um, about that? So arrest of a reporter on February 8th during a newscast in a gymnasium behind the press conference of Governor Mike DeWine. Yeah. Evan Lambert, a reporter for News Nation, was approached by two state troopers of the Highway 
uh, Ohio Highway Patrol and Major General John C. Harris, Jr. of the Ohio Adjunct General's Department, who cautioned him about his loudness leading to a confrontation. Several police police intervene as cell phones and body cameras recorded. Um, so this guy. Did you see the video? No, did you? I did, yeah. There's what? more than one video of reporters being arrested. Cool, that's not... Okay. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. So you're arresting reporters who are just... They're not there like... You're arresting they're reporters. They're not protesting. They're not screaming in anyone's face. They're just literally asking questions. You're arresting reporters, and then you're telling us that everything's fine. Yeah. So... Um, well, let's ease into the actual side of what's going on, according to the people there. Um, and again, this is based off, you know, our modern journalism, which is just Twitter and things like that, because the actual press isn't even allowed, apparently, they're to get, get these people's stories. So we're getting it from the people. So this one, one woman today called into uh, Glenn Beck, which was like a big tweet. Um, I didn't hear it on a show or anything, but um, she runs a dog kettle or something um, nearby. Don't tell me her dogs died. Uh, no, but s- a lot of people's pets are dying. Um, some woman came out uh, this morning and she had 10 chickens. Uh-huh. All dead. <gasps> all 10 of them completely dead. Um, there's a, f- a local guy that like raises fox. Um, uh-huh. <laughs> Is that you pluralize it? Fox eye. Um, fox eye. And, uh, he was holding like his videos of him holding holding them up and they're all like sickly and he's like they're never like this. Um, so animals are obviously the you know canary in the coal mine literally. Yeah. Fish are dying, frogs are floating up. I did hear someone on water. on the news press conference said that a number of animals have died, but not she was like, but none are endangered, so no worries. That's crazy. So on the radio this morning, driving to work, I hear just on basic. Um, news them saying, well, they've they've tested something like 186 houses in the neighborhood. They still have 50 more to do. Every single one of them is testing totally fine for air quality and that, water quality. I just, you cannot tell me that and make us believe that. I know. Well, That's, so You guys, like, come up with a more realistic answer. Say, like, you know what? This shit is bad. Or, like... Like it's, it's like not as bad as you think. You got to come up with something better than it's fine. It sounds like you're in the camp of this is bullshit, um, which I am too. But um, so this woman calls Glenn back today and she says that um, they came into her business, her residence where she has all these, you know, she's just running a business of dogs, whatever. That's not part of the story. Um, they said, you know, we're here. It's Norf- Norfolk Southern is the train company. Yeah. We've, if you live in the Northeast or anywhere, yes. And you hold see on, Norfolk you you do know that Norfolk train company or whatever, like it is when something like this happens, it is in their best interests to absolutely deny um any wrongdoing, no matter what. Yeah, no matter what. I mean, they could be very nice people that feel real bad about this, but like legally, in that web of you know disgusting behaviors that happens after a tragedy like this, they're always going to deny. And this is where it gets real tricky for me is that Norfolk train company um, is probably a pretty, pretty big business, huge corporate 
they're special interests. They probably have a lot of special interests and a lot of people that are in charge right now, including those same people that are in charge telling us that this is fine. Like we're all damned guys. This is all baloney. Like it's horrifying, but I, I need you to tell me like when will this, these chemicals be, you know, run through like are we done is this three mile island forever like some people are literally saying it's chernobyl ohio some people are comparing it to that well let me finish this um so this woman caitlin schwartz and lager or something um so she claims that they came to her house uh-huh. so i'm listening on the radio this morning they tell them that they're testing people's houses everything's fine air water whatever they came to her house she said since the train derailed uh-huh. There's been a car, a truck parked in front of her house and all around the area. And finally, they came to her door and said, we're we're here with we're uh, we're an independent third party company that or actually the Norfolk Southern came around and said, we're going to send people to come test your air and water. OK, um, but they're not associated with us. They're their own company, blah, blah, blah. They'll they'll do a, you know, a completely unbiased um, test of your air and water. So they come. And uh, she's obviously welcome to that, like everyone would be. Test yeah. my air, test my water, and they they're doing it. And uh, they say, actually, we can't test the water right now. We're just here to do the air. So they're reporting that they're testing the air and water, but they're just showing at people's houses, just testing the air. And then they say to her, um, she said she had a candid conversation with like one of the workers. Said like, hey, like what are you guys? And and they were like, well, actually, we're a. Um, we're a company that tests water. We, we test the, the environment after disasters. Yeah. Uh, it's the CTEH, the Center for Toxicology Environmental Health. Um, and they're claiming that they're private contractors hired by Norfolk Southern. But this woman not. said that she asked this guy and he's like, oh, yeah, we just follow Norfolk? them around. We just go. Yeah, we're literally just we go wherever their trains derail. And... That's what and that's what they're doing there. So anyways, so then they tell her everything's fine. And then they give her a contract and say, will you please sign this? And she reads it. It's literally taking any legal responsibility from Norfolk Southern. So they're sending people saying that they're testing their stuff. And then while they're there saying, oh, just sign this. And it's a contract saying if you get cancer in two years, you can't sue us, essentially. And people are signing it. She said almost everyone she's talked to has signed it, but no one really knew what they were signing or paying that much attention to it. So this scumbag, this, this same group, the CTEH. Um, so we got millions of gallons that spilled in Louisiana in 2005 of a toxic coal ash. Uh, Tennessee, um, there was a defective Chinese drywall plague in Florida back in the day. There um, was some so uh, there was a train derailment in New Jersey that uh, prior to this derailment was the largest spill of that. It's like the chlorine one, I think, is the real bad one. Um, hold on. I have it here. The do do do. Um, the chloride, the chloride chemical is some, the one. That's, some bad chemical. Yeah, but the, anyways, the uh, before this, there was a train derailment in New Jersey that spilled two cars worth of the chemical, and everyone was like, "Oh my, that's insane!" 
Oh, yeah, yeah. This. And now we have. And this article from CNN said that there was 100 cars. The vinyl chloride? Yes, vinyl chloride. Okay, that's your. Yeah, yeah. That. It spilled and everyone was up in arms about two. And now we have 20. That's the other weird thing is like, think about like the, obviously the BP oil spill was a big deal, but like usually when there's a big disaster like this, there's a lot more talk about it. Yeah. There's, I mean, I don't know. I feel like I've speculation. I've seen it on the news a lot in recent days. Well, in recent days. And that was the, uh, the criticism here is before Twitter and people from this town were actually getting out there and talking about this and sharing their stories and there was no talk about it whatsoever. And then yeah. all of a sudden over the past two or three days, it's been out. everyone's blown up about it. And now the government and the media sources are kind of forced to report on it. So, I mean, maybe it's not a big deal. Maybe that's someone paying attention to it and people there just over exaggerating. And now we're forced to pay attention to it. Or it's a complete total cover up of an awful, horrific thing that's happening. It's not even a cover up. So let me yeah, ask you, you this. saw like the pictures of the mushroom cloud and the explosion, yeah. like, it was unbelievable. Yeah. So let me ask you this. We are within a two hour radius of this spot. Where's safe and where's not? Well, that's what. Well, according to the government, we're all safe. Right. But, but then I saw like, I don't know. I saw one article that said that this could affect, you know, within a 500 mile radius, which includes like Manhattan and, you know, all the way up around Chicago and down south well, into, affects what the air the water the air the water so if if this stuff is really latching onto water molecules yeah it, and in high levels like people think it is and it's being pulled up into the sky it's just going to rain down on us and that could rain down in new york city that could rain down and like i said in chicago to a 500 mile radius. i mean acid rain is something they taught us about in like third grade acid back in like rain. Back in the do, early do, 2000s. Do, do, now, do, do, back in the do, 80s. Do, do. Acid rain. <laughs> that could be the... Actually, that's chocolate rain. That could be the... Uh, do yourself a favor and go listen to chocolate rain. I'm sure chocolate everyone's heard of chocolate rain. rain. Well, maybe we need do, a new do, one for do, 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 the government do, do, distrust. Do, do, do. Chocolate. I listened to chocolate rain 15 times before I realized it was like uh, like a, like a guy with a real like, serious tone. Oh, yeah. Like, I thought it was like a funny... Sh- song and then i listened to the words and i was like wait shit what pretty early youtube viral action yeah. right there all right anyhow so we don't undetermine on the acid rain that's my rain. biggest fear and i've just and i'm no scientist but that's just logically what i'm thinking i mean obviously the water but like you said we have very serious things in place to protect us but i mean what's acid rain gonna do i don't know rust our cars out um so what do people do if you're close to East Palestine? Well, that's the some of these stories go. are really sad. Um, a lot of people have left for a while. There was one guy that was on Twitter and he was like, he's walking around his house. They had evacuated for five days and he came back because um, they they left like a pet there. Mm-hmm. So he kept coming back to feed it. And uh, you can take your pet. I had, they had to go to hotel. Oh, you better uh, fucking let or my Airbnb dog in or something. Um, but wave that fucking uh, rule. Yeah, OK. All right. Well, yeah, we'll get on that. Um, but <laughs> anyways, he was showing like it was just so real. He's walking through his garage and he was like a home uh, motorcycle mechanic. Uh-huh. So his whole garage is just full of dirt bikes and Harleys and motorcycles. And he's like, I'm in the middle of all these projects. He's like, I've been working so hard. He's like a younger guy. Maybe he's late 20s. Like so hard for my family. We bought this house. Um, it's like 
something I'm very proud of. I've spent the past five years or something working diligently to try to pay off the house. Oh. It's halfway paid off. <gasps> and he's like, it's probably it's... worth absolutely nothing now because oh they were God. within like three miles of this. He's like, my business, I can't work on it. I can't take care of my family. Everything that I've worked for has gone back into this house so I could own it someday. And he's just like, but it's funny. You see these people. And it's so like heartbreaking, but it's also like so empowering because he was just like, you know, but this is life. This is I'll, I'll, I'll keep fighting. I'll keep doing my best. But all those little like personal stories were just. Yeah. And there's so many of them. If you go on Twitter and just put an East Palestine in the search. Yeah. And it'll just it just it's people there literally with cameras on the trucks that are pouring in and stuff. And it's it's just super sad. It's That's, really sad. It's just and terrifying. It, I'm glad that it's finally getting some attention. But yeah, but what's that attention going to do? I mean, to be honest, first of all, this train derailment happened because of a a lack of infrastructure. That's the bullshit that so is frustrating. It's our federal government's fault that the infrastructure is lacking. They've spent like a trillion dollars in infrastructure in the last year or two but what are they doing though what are they because like it i do uh, what don't get what? me started but no what is that it's not going to it's all going to bullshit it's not going to trains and highways and sidewalks and no it's going to like bridges you ever heard of like environmental racism or like it's just all pie in the it, sky bullshit to like, be honest it does not make me happy that pete booty j is in charge of this pete booty j mayor pete he was on TV yesterday saying like he didn't even mention this two days ago. He was talking about how didn't we're mention it. Didn't even mention it. He's talking about what was he on the Jay Leno show? He's talking about infrastructure and That's he was saying like anymore. there was a lot of uh JD Vance, our senator, was <laughs> complaining about him on the news being like and I watched the clip. He's he's saying that like well, you know, in the past when we try to because people were like, We try to rebuild these urban areas and they just fall apart immediately. And Puda Jack was like, we, you know, we go into these areas and we, you know, the problem is, is we send in all these construction workers that just don't look like the people there. So the people don't appreciate the work. So essentially, like, because some white dudes are rebuilding broken down bridges, people don't respect the bridges or something. Okay. This, this is what he's talking about. I don't want to get into this conversation. <laughs> during an, an but major disaster. I don't want to get into this, but I'm going to. One... <laughs> Who's to say what a construction worker looks like? Exactly. It's stupid. It's pointless. It's not relevant to also what your job is. Also, who's to say when you say you're going in and fixing up a an area, who's to say what that person, that typical resident looks like? Also bullshit. Yeah, the person you're going to help. Yeah. All so many things wrong with that statement. But. I mean, I don't want to get into politics too much, but our current administration seems to be what very concerned. What is PP Butt gonna do? <laughs> I forgot about PP Butt. <laughs> What's he gonna do? Nothing. But he is talking about it now, at least. Um, He's but like, I got. It. I'm gonna he plant was forced a bunch to. of trees. The government was kind of forced to. Um, Ohio. It's not our government's fault. Here's what's. Here's the thing: is that like. It's not our government's fault. It's not Biden's administration's fault that this happened. It's not. But when catastrophic, catastrophic events like this happen and people, their first reaction is 
deny and it's not my fault and I'm not going to take ownership for it and it's somebody else's problem and you know I don't know they, just, they don't want to deal with it it's that it's it's really really enraging because it's like who else are we supposed to look to you know yeah like our our hands are like if I'm a resident of Columbus Ohio if I'm a resident of East Palestine my hands are tied and like I'm a libertarian at heart. Like I believe everything I can do on my own. I, I'm not really into government. Um, you know, I don't like government and solving your stuff problems and anything. But in this situation, there are situations where your government is your only option. And in this situation, this is completely without a doubt a very government issue. Yeah, highways. And- Trains, ecological not disasters. Only, not only are water. you lying to me and telling me everything's okay, you're not going to do anything to solve this problem. I mean, I'd almost prefer them to lie the other way. Let's say it's totally fine. It just seems bad because it was a huge, giant fireball Mushroom of gas cloud. in the sky. Yeah. And just be like, hey, listen, this is messed up. We understand this is pretty bad. We're going to move you out of here. So far, everything's testing fine, but we do not want to. They need to move the whole underestimate town. what's going on. If here. the whole town is 5000 people. Sorry, move 5000 people. The all those residents out in within a radius or whatever it is. You need to move them out for three months, three to six months. And whatever that costs, I think your stupid budget can cover it. We've That's had, what needs to happen. We've had going back to your saying earlier. We've had hundreds of and the insurance companies to pay their salaries. Sorry, like that's what that's the right thing to do. Oh yeah, if you had to leave, like all of this should come out of Norfolk Southern. Yeah, like their pockets, billions. Everyone leaving, everyone having to leave, all the testing, all the cleanup. Hold on, I'm gonna like, look like how this much is a that private guy. company. Norfolk. And they have value that they should be held accountable for. But also, like, that's where infrastructure gets tricky, you know, because you have private industry um, moving on public railways or roads or whatnot. Um, Whose problem is it? So apparently these trains have a they have like so they have sensors in them because obviously you have, you know, one dude driving a train that has hundreds of cars on it. Um, So. The train tracks have sensors in them yeah. that um, recognize heat. So if a train car passes one of like maybe you have 115 cars, and car number 46, the wheels are locked up. You're not going to feel that. It's just yeah. going to be metal on metal. So the heat that that creates is picked up by sensors, and it sends a you know a message back to the conductor, to the company that hey, one of your cars is effed up. Yeah. Um, so they they apparently got that message. And they didn't do it. They was didn't, there any they neglect? Didn't, they didn't in time, I guess. Um, I guess it would have been pretty. But you don't know how often they get these messages, how often they're fake or not, or, you, or like false alarms, things do you like wanna, that. Do you want to know what their total <coughs> equity, the company, Norfolk? Let me guess. Train. Seven billion. Uh, fourteen point seven billion. Oh wow! Revenue in twenty twenty was nine point seven billion. Jeez. Yeah, so they're they're ha- so y'all got some money to move those they move the people the chairperson oh hold on let me get this guy key people Alan Shaw is let's go in Alan Shaw I love looking up the networks do you do that 
No, but can you look up? I do that all the time. Um, of people that like don't even like it's stupid. I like I annoy myself when I'm doing it. I'm like, this isn't accurate. You know, it's not accurate. It's not accurate. No. But I'm like, oh, I can't believe Donna from Real Housewives of <laughs> East Palestine is three point five million out. You know? Yeah. Um. All right. So Alan Shaw, he's the CEO of Norfolk. I'm just putting it all out. We're gonna be shot tomorrow. Someone is going to show up at our door and be like, you little small town podcasters are done. <laughs> Alan Shaw, the CEO of Norfolk um, train. I can't point to say it's farming, but it's yeah, the train company. Uh, it's at least 11 million. Um, I'm going to see where to do, do, do last seven years. He sold. Uh, he makes uh, he makes eight hundred and seventy three thousand dollars a year in just his salary of norfolk southern that's not including the stock options that he gets yearly yeah. and the bon i don't know if bonuses are accounted in a salary or like oh okay um the two executives from norfolk southern oh i'm sorry because i thought mr shaw was the head but he's the president there's an two more executives above him and james squires has a compensation of one point nine million a year. So James like to see Squires, James Squires, he's the head honcho. James A. Squires, yeah, or the rich is people, but the chairman and the CEO of Southern or Norfolk Southern. I'd be more. I mean, obviously, yes, they're valuable and they they have should have to pay for this. But I'd I'd, I'd be more interested in seeing how much they donate to certain members of Congress, and um. Yeah. And how that has influenced this response or lack thereof, um, at least through the media also, like how powerful. Uh, I don't know. I don't want to go down this rabbit but, hole okay. of like the government being sinister and deceiving. They are sinister. They are sinister. But here's my thing, because you talk about conspiracy theories all the time. And this is like you a get really, really mad at those. Yes, but because this is. Because I'm going to explain to you. Then this is a really good example of why I get so mad at all those conspiracy theories. Because this situation, we got bent over and fucked up the ass. And our <laughs> government is in our face telling us it's a lie. Okay. They're denying any culpability. All right. Yeah. And there's no uh, recourse. There's no cleanup. There's no insurance money here. It's Not yet. Just, I mean, there might it's be. just, you know, we're watching a disaster with our hands tied behind our backs. And we see the conspiracy. It's not even, I don't know what you even call this at this point. It's I'm seeing the absolute lies and dysfunction that are being spewed out. Yeah. Okay. What am I going to do about that? Nothing. That's why I get so <laughs> mad at your conspiracies because, listen, at a certain point, I like ignorance is bliss. And I know there's some really messed up stuff in the world, but. What am I like? Well, I'm just going to take this. Here's I'm going to hold on. I'm going to take that conspiracy that you've told me about how, oh, you know, this is messed up and this is a lie and this is messed up and this is a lie. And I'm just going to now absorb this anxiety and stress that I didn't have before because there's not a goddamn thing I can do about it. You just don't want to know. Well, like, but do you understand what I'm saying? Yes, like, what is the point? I think this is a good example of. A conspiracy, I'm in quotes here, theory, not being it's a not conspiracy, really a conspiracy theory. It's just 
But some might look at it like that. If you didn't look at anything but um, the local news and you heard us talking about this, you'd be like, no, no, that's that's goobly gop conspiracy theory. But the reason this is this information is coming out and I'm getting text messages from people in other states. (laughs) The reason this is actually becoming news now is because people were talking about it. They were out there spreading this information. I don't think that's due to conspiracy theorists, though. That's not on that's those are just people that we're talking about. This is not this story didn't break because of conspiracy theorists. It broke because people were talking about what really happened, contrary to what the government was telling us. And then the government eventually had to say, Okay, yeah, this is something going on here. And that's no, because the government's people not were said that yet. The well, government still it's says on the it's, news now. The government still says it, everything's fine. It the wasn't story, even on the news. Jimmy, the story is still everything's fine. There might be a no, ton of true. articles of like we're questioning this and we don't know this, but from the government standpoint, it's still we're good. But not necessarily from the media standpoint. They're questioning and they're showing up and they're I'm talking about it. I'm not giving you it. any credit for you and your weird ass conspiracy people, hermits who live in underground caves and wake up at three in the afternoon. You want to give me an example? Wake up at three in the afternoon and just you know. Just do weird shit. I'm you, not. What into are you it. referring to? No, you just got a weird. I don't weird, even know what you're talking about. There's like a weird, weird cult of conspiracy theories. I'm not into it. Okay. Well, I can share some really weird. No, I'm just kidding. Um, well, speaking of weird conspiracies, <laughs> which is not a conspiracy, um, last year, uh, less than a year ago, Netflix came out with a film about. Um, a small town in Northeast Ohio. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like college on the hill. Where a train derailed. Yeah. And spilled chemicals. Some of the extras in this movie are from East, are East Palestine, Palestine yeah. residents. Um, that's weird. Uh, that's real weird. And that's when you talk about conspiracy theories. Yeah. If someone's sitting here saying like. This was planned and Netflix knew it and no. they were just warning us. And that's when you get into some weird stuff. Yeah. But this- even it's still worth having those weird conversations these days. I used to be the first person to be like, you are an idiot. Shut up. Don't even talk about that. Even to my students. I would I say like. Re- when? When? When were you like that? Uh, well, 9-11 was a big deal, obviously. And uh you know, I was. Oh God, no, no. There's a there's a big difference between someone who's flirting with government conspiracies and someone who's doubting 9/11. Those are two. Com- those are two. They're very way off. That's uh, they're like they're the exact same thing. No, no. Someone who says someone who looks at East Palestine's train derailment and says something's off. There's there's a cover up here. There's a conspiracy. I the word conspiracy is being used way too flagrant heat right here <laughs> but someone who can look at a government involved situation and say something's fishy okay give you credence and then someone who denies 9-11 not denies it is a completely separate person I'm not saying denies it but ask some questions about it i was you can't ask questions about 9-11 9-11 is exactly what they told us it's Exactly how it went down is exactly what happened. And if you even question that, you're disrespecting the families, you're disrespecting the city, you're disrespecting this country. That's were, how I was, I and I'm not why? anymore. That's really weird because you were a government teacher. Like, when did you have such a change of heart? 
um, the probably the last five years when I started to learn that the government is lying to us on a lot of stuff. You've never liked the, last the three government. Years. You've never liked the government. I, I'm calling bullshit that you never, you were always I conspiracy. I 100% like yelled at students about 9-11 conspiracies and about... Well, hold on. But even JFK and also, the moon and oh things God. like that. Yeah, but like, our students that said that stuff were the most... The kids that came up and said, what about this, about 9-11 or other conspiracies were the, I'm sorry to say, but the most idiot, you know, idiots that had no, like, they were F students. So it'd be like, oh, well, you probably don't know about this. And it was like, you haven't turned a paper in in three months and you have zero, you know, you can't even speak to me in correct grammar, but you're going to tell me that I don't know what's going on, really? I just, like I said, I thought you couldn't question that and you shouldn't question that. And now I think we should question everything. I did have a change of heart. Okay, let's get back to the movie. So this movie, White Noise, was based off of a train derailment and it was from Northeast Ohio. And yeah, it has Adam Driver in it, who I fudging love him. Oh, really? So you know people in it? I watched Adam Driver, the he's, trailer. He's Darth Vader's son. Yeah. You oh, lost me. Okay. Um, Adam Driver's character, Jack Gladney, is a Hitler studies professor. Yeah. Um, he's forced to navigate his family through a toxic airborne event after a train derails Mere miles from their home. And it's like apocalyptic. They all have to run. There's a mass traffic jam and they're all trying to get out. Yeah, it's um, based on a 1985 book of the same title, White Noise. Um, but it's just so bizarre that it was the same exact thing in the same exact place. Yeah. I mean, it, one thing it was like there was just a movie about this happening in like Tennessee. Right. But this like, is like a like a slip in the 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 matrix yeah or the <laughs> yeah. simulation yeah. you know and this guy uh ben ratner what is that the producer that's a different this, i could there's a whole other story about a person named ben ratner nothing to do with this but anyways um east palestine ohio resident ben ratner who also played an evacuee extra in white noise told people that the situation was scary um he said, talk about intimidating or in, imitating life. This 37-year-old father of four told the outlet um, that he wanted to, like, go back and watch this. And he's like, I couldn't even. I'm sure he think. couldn't. He probably has PS- PTSD. What is that? No. Yeah, PTSD. But that's insane. That's just so weird. I know. That's this like is a, God pl- God's got conspiracy tricks up his. <laughs> he might, maybe. Um, and, then, and then, like, the last sentence is like. The Simpsons has largely been credited for predicting many things. Uh, for example, Super Bowls, presidential campaigns, and even Elon Musk's Twitter takeover. They did? I guess. Do you know they're one of the top 10 grossing actors or people in Hollywood or something? Who? The people who created The Simpsons. Matt Growing and oh, the other really? guy. I mean, it's been around for, what, 30 years? I love The Simpsons. It's the longest running. I never really liked it. There's that's so, controversial. There's so many things that we do not share. <laughs> that's true. That's true. You know, I wasn't allowed to watch it when it first came out. Oh, you proved. So we had to sneak it. And then uh, I don't know. I don't know. I was. How are you not? I'm not. Never allow- quite got it. I'm not allowed to watch The Simpsons 
but you were smoking when you were in the seventh grade. Like, couldn't you just sneak the Simpsons? That seems no, like a way was, better vice. It was one TV. It was in the living room. I was not smoking cigarettes in the living room. If we had TVs in our bedrooms, it would have been different or something. Or a, in the I woods. I didn't have a TV in the bedroom. Just like you couldn't sneak TV. I, I would, TV my was would a, never. TV was a family affair. No one was alone watching TV growing up. Right. Like it had to be. We had scheduled. Dad's got crossfire at 730. Jimmy's got a serious. He's depressed on Sunday mornings after church. He's got a serious memory of his childhood. That Lisa seems to hate. It's just. It's. He's he's just crossing. She just newsies. thinks I'm making it up or something. The I movie think. Newsies and Jimmy's upbringing have crossed wires in his in his head. Well, and that's what comes out. Never seen it, but you've never seen you think Newsies. I'm just, you think I'm just making up my childhood to yeah, sound like a def- movie? You've seen Newsies. I haven't. You you well you lived it. Oh, that's good to know. You did it. Um, well, anyways, any other. I don't know. What do we do going forward? So, like, I have a water filtration. Um, we have water filtration. I have this kid, and I he didn't. I haven't heard back from him today. A flooring guy that works for us, and a he great left, kid, right? hard worker. He shows up yesterday. He's got two masks on, and I'm like, "Don't put his business out there." I'm gonna put his name out there, but mm-hmm. I'm like, "Hey, Chris." No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> it's not his name. Uh, I was like, "Hey, man, are you all right? Are you sick?" Mm-hmm. And uh. Which, you know, if you're sick and you're wearing a mask, good for you. Whatever. We're in close quarters. And uh, he's like, no, man. Do you hear about the Ohio spill? And I was like, yeah. He was freaked out. And uh, he's working in the house, laying flooring, like in a climate controlled home, hundreds of miles from this with two masks on. You think he sleeps with those on? I've never seen him with a mask on in my life. Hmm. And uh, I taught him last year in high school during COVID (laughs) after we took the masks off or they were optional. Um, but anyways, great kid, great worker, love him to death. Um, and he was like, um, I'm not going to be able to finish these floors. And I was like, why? He's like, my dad wants to leave and go to uh, Wyoming for 90 days. And I was like, wow, for work? And he's like, no, to get away from the spill. And I was like, it's funny because I had texted you jokingly like an hour before that. Like, let's go on a 90 day vacation. Uh, yeah. I was just kidding. But I was also like just getting the news of this yeah. and being like, well, where did you get that 90 days from? Is, is things cool in 90 days? No, I just said it in my head. And then he said that, too. Um, but is there something we should know about 90 days? Maybe, maybe. I don't know. It's it's weird. But like you were saying it earlier, it's frustrating to think that we could work so hard to try to be somewhat healthy and mm-hmm. responsible, have it all taken away by something stupid. By so like. Like James A. Squires. Yeah. So like if my worker who if you knew him and this isn't a big deal, you'd probably be like, what a, what a crazy lunatic. But also like what if I, I said to him joking around at the end of the day, I was like, if you do go to Montana and like we all die. Yeah. When you come back, like you can have my cars, my <laughs> house, like I'll leave you the keys and stuff like if it's a possible like scenario, which it probably is for one out of like a hundred thousand people to actually just go away, yeah, what the hell, go away. But it's just not possible. So if 
even <gasps> as, outside of this thing, some kind of disaster like this, you're you're screwed. Right. You can't just walk away from school and your job I and know. your income and like I know and air and water. You can't just walk away from that. Can I give you a little bit more? Sorry, <laughs> Norfolk Southern. I don't like them. Listen to this. And then we'll close it out. But over the last 19 years, insiders at Norfolk Southern have traded over $46 million worth of Norfolk Southern stock and bought 5,900 units worth a million. The most active insider insiders, traders, I don't think that's correct grammar, include Wesley Bush and James A. Squires, Who's the head honcho? Mm-hmm. On average, Norfolk Southern executives and independent directors trade. This is some real bullshit. I'm really stirring up some shit. <laughs> Sorry. Um, independent directors trade stock every 14 days with an average trade of being worth around $2 million. So these executives are selling and buying $2 million worth every 14 days. That's the most. Listen to this. The most recent stock trade was executed by James A. Squire. On January 27th, 2023, trading 8,100 units, which is a current worth of around $2 million, which was on January 27th. And when was the train derailment? February 4th. Not saying it's connected. (laughs) February 3rd. But that's really close. Six days before. Is it a little bit suspicious that you sold $2 million worth of stock? couple days before a giant derailment because if you look at their stock numbers they're way down but also like yeah i mean there's shady shit going on there's shady but shit if going you're on. rolling trains full of toxic chemicals like good god like how do we not have a system in place in today's society where this can't happen right this is interesting That's all this it shows the the stocks that they've traded well, our battery's about to die, so let's right. close it out. Okay, well, I'm going to go deep on this because Norfolk Southern executives, James A. Squires, remember that guy's name? That's I and grew up on Squires Avenue in Endicott, New York. <laughs> Back when I was delivering newspapers and stealing grapes from little old ladies' carports. Mark. All true. Mark George is the executive VP um, and CFO, and Alan Shaw is the president. And there's Cynthia. Cynthia Sanborn is an executive and VP. There's a, a lady. Well, just in case anyone's wondering, Lisa and I love each other. We do. Neither of us would unlife each other. Yeah. We, if 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 we disappear. Why? Why are you talking? It's because of this podcast. It's warning the world. Oh right, right, right. Yeah. That's <laughs> true. All right. Well, thanks for listening, and uh, we'll keep back with more information about this. Yeah. If you have any, send it along. Um, We'll get back to scary animals next week or maybe this weekend. Yeah. Yeah, we'll probably another one this weekend. So. All right. Well, thanks for listening, and we'll see you. Actually, we won't see you because we don't hear you or see you because we just talk to each other and think people listen to us. All right. Good night. Don't drink the water.